right, guys. So here comes the the unfortunate part that we have to talk about. And, you know, every week we got to kind of talk about what are our key fantasy injuries. And this week, this past week five has been a brutal one for fantasy injuries. A lot of, a lot of fantasy relevant guys went down or got nicked or banged up to the point where they left the game and didn't come back. And we just kind of don't know what their status is going to be for week six. And unfortunately, there's a lot of guys this week. We got James Conner with his ribs. He left the game, didn't come back. T. Higgins with his ankle. Dalton Schultz with his knee again. Kristen Watson with his hamstring again. Tyreek Hill with his foot, walking on a, with a, a walking boot. Damian Harris with his hamstring. Nelson Aguilar with his hamstring. Chris Olave, concussion. He's already ruled out for week six. Fryermuth concussion. Uh, did not return to the game. He's probably going to be ruled out for week six as well. Robbie Gold with his bruised knee. We don't know what the status is for week six for him. And Rashad Penny, fractured tibia. He's out for the season probably. So a lot of big guys, a lot of, lot of fantasy points right there that kind of went down this past week. So who do you guys think is going to be the biggest one that's going to be the most relevant, that's going to hurt the most fantasy owners out there and they're, they're going to feel it? Well, last show, uh, King went in depth on Tyreek Hill and how really quarter, quarterback proof he is. And with Miami going in there with potentially their third string quarterback, they need all the help they can get if they want to stay in the win column. If Tyreek's not available and he's in a walking boot, I mean, maybe it opens up things for Jalen Waddle and maybe Mike Gusecki in the running game. But the reality is, right, you can just come at this third string guy. I couldn't even tell you who he is right now. If it's not Tua and it's not Teddy, I know I had the name in the back of my head, but, you know, kind of like had a Cooper Russ moment right there where I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care who this guy is because if you don't got Tyreek Hill, he's going to be running for his life. So Tyreek Hill, that's huge. And for fantasy, for fantasy, okay, Tyreek Hill. You guys, do you guys know what Tyreek Hill's injury is? But they stepped on his no, foot. No, it just says that it was his they foot. They stepped on his toe. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't break anything. Is he just bunion? sore as fuck. So they want to take the pressure off his toe, which is a good thing, guys, which means he, it's not like a structural damage and it's really not. It's sore as hell. And he probably can't plant pretty good, but they could probably put some kind of implant or something in his, in his shoe, some kind of instep or something to take the pressure off a little bit. But. Okay, I just got to say, what kind of toes, something, you know, where, what kind of toes does this guy have that if somebody just steps on it, it messes you up? Or are they like hammer toes like you, King? Or I mean, what the <laughs> hell, dude? Hey, dude. He, he can't afford to have a bad wheel. Are you, okay, <laughs> he, these guys aren't like me. They're six foot five, 300 pounds. I'm sure it was one of those motherfuckers, <laughs> dude. I don't think it was this five foot 10, 165 With pound guy. With the bunion guy, hammer the kicker, toe? Right, yeah. No, dog. Come on, dude. The fuck, the walking tree is what stepped on him, dude. That's why it hurt. All right. Fuck. All right, King. So who's so your? He, I mean, he should be okay. Even not this week. You know, going forward, I think it should be okay. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm just worried that they said Teddy B's in concussion protocol, and he just got pushed on his butt. So it's yeah. like I don't know about this thing anymore. And he, who knows if he's gonna play. And when you it's know, the Dolphins, so the, it's the Dolphins. Dolphins got no... They're, they're yeah, being they, they extra cautious. They burned themselves. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They, they, did. they fucked you know themselves I mean? over. But yeah, I don't know who the fuck number three is either. Can they call Philip Rivers? Who's left? Who else is out there? Colin Kaepernick. Hey, I heard Ooh, Cam I Newton was calling teams too. 
Why don't they just trade for your yeah. guy Baker? Uh, he's in a walking boot. He is he in can't a walking play boot for himself. A weeks. So yeah, they, dude, they get Teddy back before him. They don't need to dude, trade I, for I, that I, shit. I, I, real quick, I love me some Shannon Sharp, and you know he was over there making the comment that uh, Baker's probably faking it just because he's uh, doesn't want to be blamed for another coach getting fired and you know he's trying to like just get sympathy right now so all right king real quick who is your fantasy impact injury of this week well i think to, to me it was chris olave and and these injuries are tough man i mean he spiked his head on the ground he tried to get up rolled over he was fucked up sort of like the nine Hines thing so he's legitly fucked up and concussions aren't good for these guys and with the helmets they got, it just seems like those hits wouldn't do that. But I don't know. That's me. But I think the what he's contributed to the offense in the last three or four weeks and probably going forward and to lose the momentum like he's going to lose. You know, he's probably not going to be able to practice for a couple weeks, right? He's not going to be able to play for a couple weeks, right? It, it's tough when a rookie's getting that momentum and now it just slows down and stops. You know, it's really going to be a, a something to see and watch when he comes back and plays, if he can just pick up where he, where he left off. And he might have to ramp up a little bit again. And that's what that's what it's all about, is they have to keep that momentum going and take those steps, you know, a la Damian Pierce and these guys every week better, every week more carries, every week more yards. You know, just get progression of getting better. Now you're on the field for more plays and you're catching balls out of the backfield. Same with Chris Olave. First week, okay, you're on the field for five plays. Second week, ten plays, you make fucking three catches. Next week, fuck, you're, you're on the field. And now you're a part of it. And going forward, he was too. And he was making a difference because Michael Thomas is hurt again. You yeah. know, so this is the guy. This is the kid. And unfortunately, this concussion was legit. And he got knocked out of the game. And I think he got a touchdown on the play. He did get the touchdown. He did. Yeah, and they gave him the touchdown because he fumbled, but he had possession of it. And once you catch it in the end zone, basically the play is over. And they spiked his head on the ground. But I think Chris Olave is really going to be missed here. You know what? And that that was my pick for this week as well there, King. I've, you know, as anybody who's been listening and both of you guys know, I've been big on Olave since the preseason. And I was talking about how much of an impact this kid's going to make and how good he is. And he was really starting to show it. And I love the fact that he was kind of starting to emerge as that number one guy as soon as Thomas went out. And Thomas is going to be in and out of this lineup all season long. And I really want to see this kid shine. So it was kind of messed up when I saw him go down. It, it just, it sucked. It sucked because he had such a great couple of games kind of stacked in a row and put together in his string. And I, and I just loved it. So it's painful when you see that that type of thing go down. But to your point, King, I really do think that when he comes back, he's going to come back and he's it might take him a little bit of time to ramp back up. But I think he's going to end the year pretty strong as long as he doesn't get hurt with anything else. And he's going to kind of emerge as the number one guy over there because I don't know how much more Thomas has left in the tank because that's a foot injury that he keeps having that problem with, that ankle, you know, and, and so... I don't see him maybe going even f further than past this year. So Olave's the guy and he's going to become that guy. So uh, that, that for me is a big, big impact for, for the fantasy loss this week. Hopefully he doesn't miss too much time to where he's doesn't, 
progress with the quarterback situation, if you know what I mean. Like, if he has to sit out and then he comes back to Jameis and he didn't get a full week of practice with Jameis, I mean, good thing about Olave is he's open. Like, right now, I don't know where he's at. He's probably, you know somewhere trying not to pass out or he's following the doctor's order, but I'll tell you this, he's open. That's the, that's, that's the one thing about him is he's open. So you just haven't really seen him click with Jameis, but Jameis can support, you know, a, a deep threat like that. But I just, for his maturity and for his progression, you just want to see him be able to take those practice reps with whoever's going to be his quarterback going forward, rather that be Dalton or um, Jameis Winston. So get back, Chris Olave. A lot of teams need you besides the Saints. A lot of fantasy teams need you right now. Absolutely. All right, guys. So that's going to lead us into our waiver wire of this week. Obviously, with guys going down or just guys not performing, you got to kind of go deep and look at at those waiver wires and who are we going to go out there and grab and why. So this week, waiver wire, I'm going to go ahead and go back to Bombo. Bombo, who the hell do you have on your waiver wire for this week? So this is where I can talk about my bonus guy, my little bonus content here. Let me get on. Let me get on the soapbox to tell you about Mr. Taysom Hill. So I'm. I've been a Taysom Hill owner since I found out who he was. Since he got to the Saints, and I've been a Taysom Hill owner because I've always thought, what if? What if he gets in there? What if he gets in there and and he's Lamar? And what if, what if he gets that that opportunity? Because it's a different. He, he runs the ball at, at the quarterback position in a different way, right? He runs you over. Last year we saw this guy jump over a guy. I mean, and when I say jump over a guy, I don't mean a guy diving at his legs. I mean a grown man standing up. He jumped over him and then spun off him, and then housed it. He's dynamic. He is a playmaker. He is a he is. You could this guy could have been playing in a leather helmet and be a five touchdown monster Travis Kelsey just scored four touchdowns at the tight end position that's the second tight end to score four touchdowns this week Travis Kelsey did it on Sunday he had three rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown the reason why I keep calling him a tight end is because that's what your league might have him listed as if he is a tight end he is a cheat code okay if you can get this guy now I'm going to preface it with this Make sure you have a league that has enough extraordinary gentlemen that they're not going to make a big issue of the fact that you have a quarterback in your tight end position. I speak from experience. I had some people tell me in a league where I drafted this guy because he had tight end eligibility. Drew Brees goes down. This is my shot. I throw him at the tight end position. I got to go before like a board of discipline in this league where they got to tell me, hey, your opponent isn't comfortable with you using a quarterback in the tight end position. You know how that can go. The bottom line is you're playing within the rules. You can put this guy in at a tight end position and you can get points out of him because he he's just probably right now the most efficient per touch fantasy weapon going right now. But there are those times where he's just going to be a blank. But I mean, if you draft if you drafted Kyle Pitts, you're getting a blank every week anyway, right? So you might as well replace him with this guy. When it comes to the tight end position, you have Mark Andrews, you have Travis Kelsey, and you have a guy that hopefully gets you five points. Well, if you had 
Taysom Hill in there. This is a guy that can get you 30 points from the tight end position at any time, and they're going to keep him involved. They've made a point of saying he's going to be involved in the rushing offense going forward. And they may have a bunch of question marks at the quarterback position. Will they stick with, will they go with a hurt Jameis? Will they stick with the red rifle? But you know what? It'll always be Taysom there. And if one of those guys goes down, then Taysom becomes a starting quarterback and adds a whole different element to it. So Taysom Hill, that's my, that's my dissertation on Taysom Hill. I love me some Taysom Hill, man. That guy's, he's, you know, it's, and it's tough, like you said, Bombo, but you're 100% right. Look at all these idiots that drafted Kyle Pitts. I'm one of them. You get nothing for five weeks already. I would have rather had Taysom Hill in there. He's got a few rushing touchdowns before this already. He's a goal line option for them. So great, great pick, great pick. Taysom Hill is one of those under-the-radar studs that any given week, depending on how they're going to use him, especially with Winston out, you know, Jameis being out is key for this guy right now because they have, I mean, the red water gun or pop gun or whatever you want to call him now. I mean, this guy's not getting anything done. So they have to bring in a guy like Hill to be able to just change things up and, and kind of add that spark. So that's, that's a good call right there for me. I mean, yeah, grab him off the waiver wire if you can. Absolutely. And you're not going to regret it. I would I would trade most tight ends in the league in a heartbeat just to get this guy and have that opportunity. So good call, Bombo, good shit. King, who do you got as your week six waiver wire? Sorry, dude. I was still gagging on my cack right there for you. Trade, trade me Mark Andrews. I'll get Taysom Hill off the waiver wire. And you in a league, you have Mark Andrews, and I'll give him to you. All right, how about that? You said you'll trade him for any. I said for almost any. Almost any. Okay, well, you got Kelsey in the league, so I'll trade you for Kelsey. Yeah, no, I said almost. There's only there's only two guys that I would not trade him: Kelsey and Andrews, and I have both of them in different leagues. Well, that those are the guys that score five points, like (laughs) Bombo said, dude. You know what I mean? (laughs) Fuck, dog. Dude, be happy with your Njoku. Be, be happy with your Njoku. I mean, hey, he's just scoring points. You know what I mean? Anyways. All right. What am I doing now? I don't even What the fuck am I doing? I don't even get it. Who are you getting it. off All the right. waiver wire, King? Who are you oh, getting, getting off? <laughs> Thank you, Bombo. Appreciate you for snapping me back in this place here. Fucking T. Motherfucker got me all messed up. All right, man. So my waiver wire pig this week, Kenneth Walker the third in and the reality is, like on half my teams, I don't even need to touch the waiver wire because I drafted the fucking kid. But I knew this day was coming. I hope I didn't want it to be this kind of severity, but Rashad Penny out for the season. It was announced today. It was announced today. Pete Carroll came and announced that, you know, he's got to have surgery. He broke his tibia. So he's got to have surgery to repair it. That's going to require him to miss too much time. And here comes Kenneth Walker, the third Heisman Trophy winner out of Michigan State, ready to roll. He got eight carries, ran a 50, 60-yard touchdown, no problem, again, against a pretty decent Saints defense already. And he probably averaged about four yards a carry on the other chunks. He is legit, and he's going to start showing it. So Kenneth Walker, if he's out there, get him. And he looks like he's running downhill. I mean, he just runs like a freight train. That big run that you just talked about, King, that thing was a thing of beauty. I loved watching that run. 
I had to rewind it and watch it again because it was good. He just runs so hard. So that's a good one. I agree with so you, though. Imagine a guy who had the insight to draft Damian Pierce and Kenneth Walker. Hmm. Someone like that is somebody you guys should be like, dang, dude, who's that dude? That and guy who would knows that what's be? up. And who the hell would that be? I'm not sure. I know <laughs> that I drafted me some, some uh, Kenneth Walker as a late round. I mean, I think I got him in like the sixth or seventh. And nobody knew who he was when I picked him up, other than you, King, because you were in that league with me. And I think well, that's you, actually sort of high because you were, you were a little Rashad bit. Penny probably went in the fifth round. Yeah, so, but there wasn't a lot left. Yeah, that was pretty high. So you you invested higher draft capital than anybody was willing to because he at the point he was just a backup and he was hurt. Right, he was, he was. Yeah. But I think you, the only one that really knew was you in that league, and I think you were a little distracted. So I was able to snipe him from underneath you on that one so i wasn't distracted i just couldn't invest that with what i invested I, early on i had so many running backs early that i just had true. to pass on running backs for a while and fill up my team hey and let's let's give a shout out to rashad penny here he seems to be the the fantasy sacrifice to the gods on everyone's Every team year. like he'll have he'll have one week where he's the guy that makes your team the highest scoring team of the week it's a blowout it moves you up in your rankings 200 yards three touchdowns and snaps his leg in half the very next day or the last play of the game of that game so king already knew to get the person that's going to be behind him because that's i mean that's what seattle did right they went out there and they they cashed in on a guy that they knew but I mean, for years, Rashad Penny has had to sacrifice himself for the better good of me winning one week. <laughs> Put it up for the fucking gods, man. Yeah. But Football here's a stat gods. for you, dude. Like Rashad Penny, the three weeks before he blew up in, you know, before he broke his leg in week five, but in week four, he blew up right against the Saints, I believe, or whatever it was. And, or I, I don't even remember who Detroit, maybe Detroit again. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. So he didn't even get set. He never broke 70 yards total scrimmage yards. That's receiving and rushing. Yeah. So he's a home run or nothing. And now he's probably nothing. He's a Chris Carson. Chris Carson broke his neck. Never could recover. Finally just said, I'm done. This is too hard. I can't do this rehab shit all the time. So I think that's going to happen to Rashad Penny. And here comes Kenneth Walker. <laughs> Insert Kenneth Walker. All right, guys. So my waiver wire, this guy is rostered on 50% of leagues. But I got to say, I still think that's way too low right now. But George Pickett, he had a great game. I wouldn't say it was a monster game, but he had a really solid game. He played fewer snaps than Johnson and Claypool, but he also led them in receptions and yards. For the second week in a row. So this kid is really shining and showing what he can do. I love his attitude and just how he plays out there. The team, their offense stinks. Yes, Pickett is a rookie. I, I get it. He was one of my guys last week to pick off of a waiver wire. But I really think that that combination between Pickett and Pickens is really going to start to pay off. These two kids, they're gelling. And it shows. 
You know, they tried throwing it to Claypool a ton of times and Claypool just couldn't get the reception for whatever reason. Sometimes it Pickett just didn't throw a good ball and sometimes Claypool just didn't run a, a clean route. And so I, I just think that the chemistry over there between these two Pickens, if you don't have them and if he's available, you got to get him, even if you just stash him right now. But I love me some Pickens and he helped me on my DFS last week. So I can't complain there, guys. Yeah, I think he's you're looking at the emergence of the eventual eventual number one receiver in that offense. If they're going to go forward with Kenny Pickett, it can only get better from there. I think he's he's pretty much faced Claypool out. I think the best thing that was working for Claypool was Big Ben throwing under throwing him and him coming back to the ball because he's not really that tight of a route runner, just big and fast. And Pickens blocks better on the outside. It hasn't really led to Najee Harris doing anything with it, but he opens it up more for Deontay Johnson. So of those more legit kind of fake you know those pick plays if they get the running game going the offensive line gets addressed he's going to be a stud going forward I mean, he'll, he'll be a stud on the back half of this year once their schedule gets a little bit more favorable and Kenny Pickett gets a little bit more comfortable running that offense but you know he still got Claypool technically in front of him on the depth chart but his play is just out is, is just blowing him out of the water and we'll, pretty soon we're going to be talking about Claypool as someone you can just drop. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hoping that he gives Najee some kind of fantasy relevance. I mean, I know the kid did good and he was flinging the ball around Buffalo's hurt secondary, but fuck, they still couldn't run. And I'm just throwing it out. Thank you for calling that out, Bombo, that I did pick Najee Harris, even though you didn't call it out. I'm just saying that. But throwing that out there, and I'm going to throw it out myself, but as Najee was my sit-your-ass on the bench last week, and he ended up with 11 carries for 20 yards, sit-your-ass on the bench again. Motherfucker. All right. Go ahead. Sorry, guys. Najee. All right, guys. So that leads us into one area that we just kind of got to call out a little bit between King and myself, we kind of had a little bit of a banter back and forth between our, well, it was really my waiver wire. I went out there and I said, you got to get Kenny Pickett. And I said he was going to have a really solid game. But then I also kind of threw my coconuts out there and I said that he's going to be, you know, I I had Stafford as my sit. So I said, he's going to have a better week than Stafford. And King kind of called me out and he told Bombo specifically to kind of keep track of it. And to come back and let's find out what those were. So, Bombo, do you want to go ahead and call it out for us? So, uh, after looking over the data, am I taking a look and, and for me to properly adjudicate this situation here? But what I did was I went to one of the many leagues I'm in, try to stay away from the leagues that have kind of awkward scoring for like first downs, things like that. Just straight up PPR league looked at their stats. What I got was Kenny Pickett at 13.30 points. Matthew Stafford at 13.32. Matthew Stafford had the long touchdown in that pick. Also had a fumble that he get that turned into a touchdown for the Cowboys. Kenny Pickett only had one interception, had about 19 more yards than Stafford. So at a score-wise, Kenny Pickett gets the edge. But but what we also have to take keep in mind is now we're holding Kenny Pickett to his best game as a pro was Stafford's worst game as a pro. So still don't still not ready to say we're either ready to start either one of these guys, but 
if you started Kenny Pickett over Matthew Stafford, you're probably not in the win column anyway, if you did it from a fantasy standpoint. But if we're going by just raw score, got to go with Kenny Pickett. Woohoo! Okay, that. wait a minute, man. Did I miss something? You said Kenny Pickett scored 13.30 points. And Matt Stafford scored 13.32 how does Kenny pick it? Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Never mind. You're right. Come Sorry, on, dude. See, this is yeah. this is not this is not adjudication, dude. This is you're right. <laughs> yeah, you guys. This is coercion. So you guys are jumping me, dude. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. Maddie Stafford there. beat him by two yards. Had it backwards right there. And what I meant to say was, Maddie Stafford wins on the score, but that means Matthew Stafford is now putting up Kenny Pickett numbers. That's true, but he did have a better exactly. day. And oh, he, come on. he scored a touchdown. By two-tenths I mean, of a Kenny point? Pickett, he couldn't even get a touchdown. He couldn't even get a touchdown, dude, for the team. They scored three points, bro. So Stafford, who, who would you take going forward? Pick it. Pick it. Only, yeah, only because he can run. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can get away. Stafford can't get away, and his Kenny Pickett. If there's any strength to that offensive line, I know Pouncey retired last year, but they're the middle of their line is the best of their shit, and they're starting to play decent together. The outside and the edges is where they're having the trouble. The tackles. The Rams have nobody. The Rams are so hurt they were playing their third string center against Dallas last week. This guy doesn't even know the snap count. So they're just rushing straight up the middle, dude. And there's no way a guy like Matt Stafford can do anything. Really, nobody can do anything at that point. A guy like Lamar would just take off running every play. You know what I mean? But at least Pickett can run away from it. Stafford can't. And he gives himself that chance. And it showed because he didn't just scramble and run for you know yardage. He scrambled and kept the play alive. And threw the ball, and he ended up throwing, you know, some pretty decent numbers. You know, even though Buffalo's banged up, that's still an NFL secondary, a good NFL defense. So, yeah, no, Piggy did good. We'll see what happens going forward. Come on, Maddie. I still, I still say vindicated. Guys. I still say that I won. You know, when you think about it, I still. He I'm, didn't score a touchdown, T. How I'm, could you win? I'm if still he would have scored a touchdown and I edged you victory. out, I probably would say, okay, yeah, he won. But he, they scored three freaking fucking points. Yeah, but Stafford no. scored a touchdown <laughs> for the Cowboys. <laughs> Sorry. So huh? think about it. Yeah, Stafford's- well, he was just he was in a good mood that day. Yeah, and the exactly. reality is, what's what was the other touchdown that they scored? They scored one other touchdown. That's it. That's it. So yeah, the Rams D stepped up too. So it was a tough game. 19 to 9 or 16 and 9, whatever that fucking score. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Your ass hurts. You know what I mean? Woo-woo. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Bombo. Man, I know whose side you're on, bro. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, guys. So that's going to go ahead and wrap us up for this week. But before we go, does anybody else have anything to say? Any closing words for you, Bomb? Gonna just nail this home again. It's getting to that time. You gotta just get your get your trades in. See what you have on your bench. See what's valuable. Now's the time to really optimize your guys' teams. You know, it's it's the, some people are gonna be really fixated on names. Some, right now is the time to sell a uh, sell high as you can and buy low on some guys that are really stinking it up on people's benches. But just don't get yourself in the hole. And like I say every week, listen to us.
Good shit, good shit. And King, any closing words for you? Yeah, I'm just going to say don't give up on the waiver wire, guys. You know, sometimes things happen on that waiver wire. Guys drop players. You wake up one day and look, and there's a guy you need or someone who can you can use on your roster. So don't give up and think, oh, you know what, man? It's already the sixth week. There's nothing left. There's nobody out there. Keep looking at it. Keep diligent. Keep on that waiver wire, especially if you have injuries going. Don't just let your team whittle away till you got nobody you can play. You know, you're playing three tight ends and shit. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work. So just keep on it. Make sure you're you know, chugging along, and hopefully you're doing good listening to us. Very well said there, King. And the one thing that I want to kind of say before we part is, uh, Bombo, I'm very shocked, and I probably know the reason why, but I'm proud of you. You didn't mention Goff this week as a must-pickup, and that's probably only because they're on a bye week this week. But definitely wanted well, I thought to just it was kind of... scored like four fantasy points last week against <laughs> I think that was Bill it too. Belichick. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> that must have been it, too. But good shit, Bombo, for not calling him out again this week. Appreciate that. But anyway, guys, that's going to go ahead and wrap us up. So I'm Sweet T, and for Bombo and RW King, we are out. Peace. Cheers.